Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Informed Catholic. My name is Ned Jabbar, and this is The Informed Catholic, and today we're going to do episode 67 of The Informed Catholic. We're going to do the readings for Friday of the first week of Lent. As we can see, we're creeping up to the end of the first week of Lent. So if you like what I do and you think I'm doing a good job, please subscribe and share. So remember, this is episode 67 of The Informed Catholic, episode 67. And these are the readings for the first week of Lent, Friday, the first week of Lent. So let's begin with an act of contrition in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words and what I have done and what I have failed to do. Through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Kiri elision, kiri elision, kiri elision, Christe elision, Christe elision, Christe elision, kiri elision, kiri elision, kiri elision. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. May the Lord bless this podcast and may the readings. Uh, encourage our daily life in Christ, walk in Christ, and may it give us the graces we need through this Lent. Queen of Heaven, pray for us. St. Joseph, pray for us. St. Thomas More, St. Thomas Aquinas, St. Ambrose, St. Jerome, and St. Peter and Paul, Mary Magdalene, and St. Michael the Archangel. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, we're moving pretty fast, as we can see. Um, it goes by fast. A lot of times people don't realize it. Okay, the entrance antiphon is from, uh, this is Psalm 25. Set me free from my distress, O Lord. See my lowliness and suffering and take away all my sins. Set me free from my distress, O Lord. See my lowliness, lowly, lowliness and suffering and take away all my sins. Set me free from my distress, O Lord, and see my lowliness and suffering and take away all my sins. Psalm 25. Okay. You know, what's important is that we, uh, we realize that Lent is a way for us to um, to build our relationship even more every you know during Lent time ex examination of conscience examination of um, of of our, our of our own personal idolatry examination of our own personal sins that we that we struggle with and we rebuild we prune ourselves we cut. The, these branches that built up. And we should do it all year round, of course, but it's also a journey, a journey of, of constant reconversion. Your Christian life is always a reconversion. Um, just saying I'm baptized, yeah, baptized is true. You, you have graces, but a lot of times we get spiritually lazy. 
and the idea is to become saints. All right, so let's begin. Um, first reading is from Ezekiel today. Um, Ezekiel, Friday, um, first week of Lent. And the uh, reading is Ezekiel chapter 18, verse 21 to 28. Do I derive any pleasure from the death of the wicked and not rejoice when he turns from his evil way that he may live? And, of course, you get people who say the God of the Old Testament is a wicked, uh, he's an angry, old, grumpy God, always a vengeful God. As you can see, it's not true. A reading from the book of the prophet Ezekiel. Thus says the Lord God, if the wicked man turns away from all the sins he committed, if he keeps all my statutes and does what, what is right and just, he shall surely live. He shall not die. None of the crimes he committed shall be remembered against him. He shall live because of the virtue he has practiced. Do I indeed derive any pleasure from the death of the wicked, says the Lord God? Do I not rather rejoice when he turns from his evil way that he may live? And if the virtuous man turns from the path of virtue to do evil, the same kind of abominable things that the wicked man does, can he, can he do this and still live? None of his virtuous deeds shall be remembered because he has broken faith and committed sin. Because of this, he shall die. You say the Lord... The Lord's way is not fair. Hear now, house of Israel. Is it my way that is unfair, or rather are not your ways unfair? When someone virtuous turns away from virtue to commit iniquity and dies, it is because of the iniquity he committed that he must die. But if the wicked turning from the wickedness he has committed does what is right and just, he shall preserve preserve his life since he has turned away from all the sins that he committed he shall surely live he shall not die the word of the lord thanks be to god <clears throat> all right okay let's read it one more time a reading from the book of the prophet ezekiel thus says the lord god if the wicked man turns away from all the sins he committed if he keeps all my statutes and does what is right and just, he shall surely live. He shall not die. None of the crimes he committed shall be remembered against him. He shall live because of the virtue he has practiced. Do I indeed derive any pleasure from the death of the wicked, says the Lord God? Do I not re rather rejoice when he turns away from his evil way that he may live? And if the virtuous man turns from the path of virtue to do evil, <clears throat> the same kind of abominable things that the wicked man does, can he do this and still live? None of his virtues, virtuous deeds, none of his virtuous deeds shall be remembered because he has broken faith and committed sin. Because of this, he shall die. You say the Lord's way is not fair. Hear now, house of Israel. Is it my way that is not fair, or rather are not your ways unfair? When someone virtuous turns away from virtue to commit iniquity and dies, it is because of the iniquity he committed that he must die. But if the wicked 
turning from the wickedness he has commanded, does what is right and just, he shall preserve his life, since he has turned away from all the sins that he committed. He shall surely live, and he shall not die. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Okay, so let's let's uh, go through what God is saying to us here. So, thus says the Lord God. Don't mind it's uh, rain outside. So, if you hear anything, it's because the water, the rain is hitting against the glass. So, apologize. I'm doing this episode a, a day or so earlier. All right. So, if the wicked man turns away from all the sins he committed, if he keeps to all my statutes and does what is right and just, he shall surely live. He shall not die. So he's giving, he's calling us back. He's calling us back, telling us to turn away from our sins, repent. He's been doing this for centuries before John the Baptist. And you know, the funny part is all the people, as I said in the beginning, you get these characters Bible scholars and even not even Bible scholars. You get some people who like, who really avoid religion as Fulton Sheen said, people who avoid religion are very, very materialistic people, materialistic people. And they just don't want to change. They don't want to admit that they don't want to change. They don't want to admit that they're walking on the wrong path. So materialistic people always shun religion. They love either they love this world, they love what this world gives, they love the, the 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 sensuality of the world. As Jesus himself said it about the sower. I don't know. I noticed that the sower remains in my mind a lot lately because the one who sows the seed it falls on the path, the ravens take it. It's because it spoke for the first time in my life, it actually does speak to me. And this passage here just shows me that God has always the same way we see it throughout the Old Testament, he's constantly calling back people to repent. And this here, he does it. The wicked man to turn away, walk in his statutes, walk in his, um, in his law, and he shall live. Now he goes on, none of the crimes he committed shall be remembered against him. He shall live because of the virtue he has practiced. Though your sins may be as scarlet, as should be white as snow. I will not remember your sins. He shall live because of the virtue he has practiced. Do I indeed derive any pleasure from the death of the wicked? So he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't want to, he doesn't want anyone to die. He wants everyone to repent. He wants the wicked. He wants the evil to repent. <sighs> Says the, uh, the, do I derive any pleasure from the death of the wicked, says the Lord God? Do I not rather rejoice when he turns away from his evil ways, that he may live? The shepherd, the good shepherd, leaves his 90 and, 90, 90 and 9 to go look for the one that strayed. And when he finds that one that has strayed, he puts them on his shoulders and he rejoices, for he has found and seek that which was lost. It's there. It's all there. It's all there. And if the virtuous man turns from the path of virtue to do evil, if one who was once virtuous, a former virtuous man, 
suddenly walks and decides to walk in the path of, of, the, of, of the way of the wicked. He goes, all his virtues, and you know, he says here, to do evil and some kind of abominable things that the wicked man does, does, can he do this and still live? None of his virtuous deeds shall be remembered because he has broken the faith and committed sin. Because of this, he shall die. You will die in your sins. It says it here. You say the Lord's way is not fair. Hear now, O house of Israel. People always say that. You notice that people always say God is not fair. God is not fair. And people say, my God. And I love this part. The thing that the, 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 the new trend. I, I know what it says it anymore. But my God. It's not your God. It's not my God. It's the one God. They always wound up because they think they can recreate God into their image. He's not a genie in a bottle. He's not a product made by Apple or Mac. He's not a new Whopper or burger that invented by McDonald's or Burger King or Wendy's. He's not a new sneaker, pair of sneakers from Adidas or, or, or Nike or any of those other ones. No, he is God. He, you cannot reinvent him. And this is the problem because they get very defensive and very childish. This is the result of, of the bad education we, we, we've been getting for the last half century and more. God's ways are not fair. Hear now, house of Israel. Is it my way that is not unfair? Is it my way that is not unfair? Or rather, are not your ways unfair? When someone, when someone virtuous turns away from virtue to commit iniquity and dies, it is because of, of the iniquity he committed that he must die. But if the wicked turning from the wickedness he has committed does what is right and just, he shall preserve his life since he has turned away from all the sins that he committed. He shall surely live. He shall not die. He is a very just God. He is a just God. He is God. Better God be the judge than men. Because men can be hypocrites. Even sinful men who judge other sinful men are hypocrites. I'd rather have a just God judge me than a hypocritical politician or judge who commits evil in his, in, 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 in privately behind closed doors. I'd rather have God judge me because God's judgments are just. I don't want a politician. I don't want a president. I don't want a governor or a mayor. I don't want any of these people to judge me because I know they are hypocrites. So, Read this. Read this passage for today in the today's uh, missal. It's fantastic. Ezekiel chapter 18, 21 to 28. First week of Lent, Friday. It's beautiful. All right, let's move on to the Psalms. Okay, Psalm 130. And the response is, If you, O Lord, mark iniquities, who can stand? All right. I know that uh, John Michael Talbot um, uh, has one of his songs. He he sings it beautifully, um, where he sings it like a beautiful chant, this particular uh, psalm. 
Okay, let's begin. If you, O Lord, mark iniquities, who can stand? If you, O Lord, mark iniquities, who can stand? Psalm 130. Out of the depth I cry to you, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to my voice in supplication. If you, O Lord, mark iniquities, who can stand? If you, O Lord, mark iniquities, Lord, who can stand? I can make sure I get the right one here. Yep. All right. But with you is forgiveness that you may be revered. If you, O Lord, mark iniquities, who can stand? I trust in the Lord. My soul trusts in the Lord, in, in his word. My soul waits for the Lord more than sentinels wait for the dawn. Let Israel wait for the Lord. If you, O Lord, mark iniquities, who can stand? For with the Lord is kindness, and with him is plenteous redemption, and he will redeem Israel from all their iniquities. If you, O Lord, mark iniquities, who can stand? This is a very beautiful psalm to, 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 to use as prayer. If uh, Psalm 130, if you, O Lord, mark iniquities, who can stand? Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to my voice in supplication. If you, O Lord, mark iniquities, who can stand? And goes on. If you, O Lord, mark iniquities, Lord, who can stand? But with you is forgiveness that you may be revered. If you, O Lord, shall mark iniquities, who can stand? I trust in the Lord. My soul trusts in his word. My soul waits for the Lord more than sentinels wait for the Lord, for the, for the dawn, more than sentinels wait for the dawn. Let Israel wait for the Lord. If you, O Lord, shall mark iniquities, who can stand? For with the Lord is kindness and with him is plenteous redemption. And he will redeem Israel from all their iniquities. If you, O Lord, will mark iniquities, who can stand? This is a very, very beautiful psalm. It's a very beautiful psalm, and it's so much. It, I mean, it's amazing. Words like these were written thousands, thousands, thousands of years ago. Out of the depth I cry to you, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to my voice in supplication. That is such a deep, deep prayer coming from the heart. It's amazing. It's a deep, deep cry from the heart. I mean, for someone to, inspiration of the Holy Spirit to write this, it's, it's romantic and moving. This is a romantic relationship with God. It's a, a lover with, a, with his beloved, with one's beloved relationship. It's romantic and deep and moving. It just you know, it sweeps you off your feet. If you, O Lord, mark iniquities, Lord, who can stand? I mean, think about it. That is such a beautiful understanding of how great God is. But with you is forgiveness that you may be revered. I trust in the Lord with my soul trusts in his word. My soul trusts in his word. I trust in the Lord. My soul trusts in his word. My soul waits for the Lord more than a sentinels. Uh, it could also be translated watchmen. 
the one who watches on top of a you know um the castle or the tower um waiting for the dawn let israel wait for the lord for with wait for him in other words be patient patience is a sign of faith trust is a sign of faith waiting for god to answer to make a move is trusting god it's it's you know it, it you know it's a way to 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 deepen your faith to help you grow even more wait for the lord for, for the lord for with the lord is kindness and with him is plenty plenteous redemption and he will redeem israel from all their iniquities he will redeem all of us of all our iniquities we are the new israel we are the, we are also the adopted israel of god us christians we are the adopted israel of god the other israel was also adopted our elder brothers and sisters we christians are also israel it's beautiful this is a beautiful psalm to remember Okay, so let's move on. All right, don't mind the rain uh, hitting the window. Um, like I said, I'm doing this a day earlier. So, um, again, this is the, the verse before the gospel is from Ezekiel chapter 18, verse 31. Cast away from you all the crimes you have committed, says the Lord, and make for yourselves a new heart and a new spirit. Cast away from you all the crimes you have committed, says the Lord, and make for yourselves a new heart, a new spirit. This is uh, from the same chapter, uh, 18. E Ezekiel seems to be, um, I haven't read the book in a long time, but it's definitely about repentance, about second chances. Cast away from you all the crimes you have committed, says the Lord, and make for yourselves a new heart and a new spirit. All right. Uh, a reading from from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew chapter 5, verse 20 to 26. Go first and be reconciled with your brother. Okay. Jesus said to his disciples, I tell you, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will not enter into the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that it was said, to your ancestors, you shall not kill, and whoever kills will be liable to judgment. But I say to you, whoever is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. And whoever says to his brother, Raka, will be answerable to the Sanhedrin. And whoever says, you fool, will be liable to a fiery Kahana. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar, and there recall that your brother has anything against you, leave your gift there at the altar, go first and be reconciled with your brother, <clears throat> then come and offer your gift. Settle with your opponent quickly while on the way to court. Otherwise, your opponent will, be, will hand you over to, to the judge, and the judge will hand you over to the guard, and you'll be thrown into prison. Amen, I say to you, you will you will not be able you you will not be released until you have paid the last penny. Okay, one more time, a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Go first and be reconciled with your brother. Matthew chapter five verse twenty to twenty six. Jesus said 
to his disciples, I tell you, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that it was said to your ancestors, you shall not kill, and whoever kills will be liable to judgment. But I say to you, whoever is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment, and whoever says to his brother, Raka, will be answerable to the Sanhedrin, and whoever says, You fool, will be liable to fiery Kahana. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar, and there recall that your brother has anything against you, leave your gift there at the altar, go first, and be reconciled with your brother, and then come and offer your gift. Settle with your opponent quickly, while the while on their on the way to court, otherwise your opponent will hand you over to the judge, and the judge will hand you over to the guard, and you will be thrown into the prison. And amen, I say to you, you will not be released until you have paid the last penny. The gospel of the Lord praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, so this is part of the Sermon on the Mountain. This is something that's very important. It's also one I think that I think we don't really pay much attention to. Go first and be reconciled with your brother. What's important here is this. I tell you, unless the righteousness, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will not enter into the kingdom of heaven. The, the scribes and Pharisees had the power to, to interpret the scriptures. And they were like, sort of like, the, they had complete power over the synagogues. And them and their scribes. And what happens is, is that they, they believed because of Israel's past sins for not taking the law seriously, they decided to add barriers around God's law, the law of Moses, so that people will not commit sins. Sort of like, you know, you can't carry your bed with you on the Sabbath, if you're carrying something with you on the Sabbath, you're violating the Sabbath. Uh, if you are, like, remember when they picked on pe the apostles rubbing the grain, the grain, the carnal grain in there between their palms to sort of release the, uh, the nougat, the carnal nougat of it, they wound up being attacked. Um, you can't go get water on the Sabbath. You have to make sure you get it the, the day before, or you can't... Um, like if you enter, you, you know, your relative needs help. You can't uh, carry them on a stretcher to go to a doctor. My brother's a police officer. He couldn't believe this. He was in the hospital because he had to go interview someone for some something that happened to get to get the person's statement. While he was standing, getting his stuff, getting his stuff or organized, he says. A group of Jewish guys, Orthodox Jewish guys, brought a, a patient in, um, uh, you know, on a stretcher. Later on, they came back. Now, interesting to note, they just brought a person in. He was standing there just a few feet at the desk, getting his, getting his information all, all together. The guys asked him if he could step over all right, it was more that the, the handle was more to their 
to the to one of the one of the Orthodox ambulance guys left right there, just a half a you know a, you know a ha- you know a half a foot away from the door, on his left side. My brother would have to come all the way from the other side of the the the, the floor, which is basically almost uh, twenty five feet maybe, so for the guy can so he can open the switch. My brother said, but it's right there. And he goes, yeah, but I can't touch it because it's the Sabbath. But you just brought a guy in. My brother told me that the man rolled his eyes. This is this is this is this is the rules they have, and he couldn't understand it. It didn't make any sense to him. Well, let me tell you a story of, of my experience. I used to live in another neighborhood where there was a lot of Orthodox Jews. One summer, I was walking straight down to a particular street to go to a Dwayne Reed. And the Orthodox person stopped and asked me if I could do something for him. I was a little suspicious, but he said, okay. I said, all right, I'll do it. You know, it was something he wants me to help him with. Then he um, he asked me right away, you're not Jewish, by the way, are you? I said, no, I'm not. But they took me in the house and in the apartment. It was just on the first floor. And they asked me, all I had to do was move the switch from one end to the other and that would turn on their air conditioner. And that's all I did. As soon as I was done with that, they turned their backs on me and started praying. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> it was so strange. <clears throat> so I walked out without even a thank you. <laughs> It was very, it was very unusual. But you see, you see what I mean. This is the influence of the Pharisees because modern Judaism and modern rabbis actually are disciples of the Pharisees. But the point is here: what Jesus is saying, you will not enter. You, your, 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 your righteousness will not must surpass that of the scribes and Pharisees. Everything has to be done out of act of love. They took the law and they added. One thing after another, after another, after another. Because they wanted to keep a barrier from Israel committing sin. But all they did wind up doing was blocking the word of God. Um, you've heard it was said to your ancestors, you shall not kill. And whoever kills will, will be liable to judgment. That is true. I say to you, whoever says to his brother, Raka will be answerable to the Sanhedrin, and whoever says you fool be uh, liable to fiery Kahana. Therefore, if you bring your gifts to the altar and and they recall that your brother has anything against you, you leave your gifts at the altar and go first to be reconciled with your brother, and then come and offer your gifts. He's saying, offer your gift, offer your thanksgiving, your gift, with a free conscience. Reconcile with your brother. It's all about love. This is the heart of the law. Mercy. Jesus often said, I desire mercy and not sacrifice. All this is the heart of the law. It's very simple. You know, I mean, just read it yourself and you will see. You know, in him, amen, you know, at the end, amen, I say to you, you will not be released until you have paid the last penny. Now, it's you know, yes, there's purgatory, but we should always aim. The highest is aim for salvation. And let God decide what he's not satisfied with. Aim for salvation more than anything else. Aim for salvation and nothing more. Okay. Um, and, and ask for the grace. Ask for the grace 
of Jesus Christ with the sacraments, with the grace, aim for it. And you know what? If someone has a hard time forgiving you, keep aiming for forgiveness. Aim for them. Look for the opportunity to do something for them, especially for a relative. Do something that is that is Christ-like and nothing more. Okay, let's go on to closing prayer. Um, let's start with an Our Father, Hail Mary, and St. Michael. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory now and forever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, Pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. St. Michael, Archangel of God, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wild, wicked attack of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And now, O, o Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the divine power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Okay, folks, God bless, and I'll be back with Saturday's readings soon. God bless.